also talked about the large field of Democrats running against him in 2020. If I win my race and we get it just the way we want it, and I think we're going to win it big, I'm looking at the competition. You sort of dream about competition like that, but who knows? Who knows? I got boot edge edge. I got them all. Donald Trump Jr. has made a deal to testify before the Senate Intelligence Committee in about a month. The Republican-led committee had subpoenaed the president's son to answer questions about his contacts with Russia. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Allen Root. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? I'm happy to inform you there's a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. There are no networks, so you decide your doctor and hospital. Liberty HealthShare allows you to easily decide how, when, and where you will access health care. Because our rights come from God, not government. It could be the best practical, moral, and economical choice for you and your family. It was for me. I joined. I'm a member. My children are members. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all the kids for $449 per month. That's my cost, and I'm loving it. This is the way healthcare should be. For more information, call 855-58-LIBERTY. That's 855-58-LIBERTY. Or visit LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. And regain control of your healthcare costs. Together, we're changing healthcare for good. Six-time Emmy Award-winning actor Tim Conway has died. This bunk right here, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace to the Army. Whose bunk is this? That's mine. That's mine what? That's mine bunk. <laughs> that clip from The Carol Burnett Show. He was also a voice on SpongeBob SquarePants. The manager of the late Stan Lee is accused of abusing the comic book legend. USA's Chris Barnes has details. Kia Morgan's been charged with five counts of elder abuse, including false imprisonment, fraud, and forgery. Stan Lee died last November, and these charges stem from an incident last summer. Morgan became involved with Lee in 2017, and the Marvel Comics co-founder's family got a restraining order against him last year, accusing Morgan of seizing control of Lee's Hollywood Hills home and hiring security guards that he ordered to keep relatives and associates away, and then he moved Lee out of the home. You're listening to USA Radio News. Bambini's with an I is a family restaurant where kids under 12 can make their own pizza and check out the huge miniature train display with four running trains and play music on the big jukebox, leaving mom and dad to themselves. All this and the homestyle decor make famous Bambini's Pizzeria and Italian Family Restaurant a must-see to believe. Famous Bambini's Pizzeria and Italian Family Restaurant has moved from North Las Vegas to 4375 South Buffalo Drive between Tropicana and Flamingo in the Peace Plaza. Bambini's priority is your satisfaction. Every dish is cooked to perfection using only the finest ingredients. The family at Famous Bambini's Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant has been serving award-winning New York-style pizza, and authentic Italian dishes for more than 50 years. Warm and relaxing, family-oriented Bambini's is a local's favorite. Famous Bambini's with an I, pizzeria, and family-style Italian restaurant where you are family. 
Grant and Misha are the creators of Art and Words. They scour the U.S. to save damaged world atlases, dictionaries, and rare sheet music and turn them into artwork you can cherish before they disappear for good. Visit artandwords.com. That's A-R-T-N-W-O-R-D-Z.com to find your very own masterpiece. They can also create a one-of-a-kind piece just for you. Save 10% by using code ARTANDWORDSROCKS when you place your order. That's words with a Z and rocks with an S. Las Vegas's finest restaurants, nightclubs, and beverage purveyors will come together for the Nevada Restaurant Association's Epicurean Affair happening May 16th from 6 to 10 p.m. at Red Rock Hotel and Casino. This gourmet event featuring savory cuisine and succulent cocktails is set poolside for an elegant and fun evening. Event proceeds support the Nevada Restaurant Association's educational and scholarship programs, including ProStart, a national high school culinary skills and restaurant management program. For ticket information, visit nvrestaurants.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub on KSHP 1400 AM. Got my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Hello. And I have Stevie Slapshot here in the studio. Good evening, bud. It's a good evening indeed. Now, we're going to get into hockey, but before we do that... Gotta love Fortnite dances, right? Well, you gotta love Fortnite dances, but you gotta love John Wick mode. Oh my god! The walkout gosh. song Such for the Vegas good Golden song. That's you probably know, one of the best songs they could have picked. You know, we were talking about this earlier. We could do an NHL walkout song. That uh, yeah, quiz. no, that that would be really fun. That would be a lot of fun. We'll put that in the memory brink for later. Besides, you're gonna be <laughs> quizzing me later in the show anyway. Yeah, you're not getting this one. Hopefully. We'll see what happens now. We're going to talk about the NHL playoffs right now. Boston's up 2 nothing on Carolina. No, they're not. They're up 2-1. They're up 2-1. Correct. Carol- Carolina scored close right. to the end of the second. They are 2-1, to one, but Boston's still leading, and that's the only thing that matters. Yeah, well, Carolina's a comeback team, so watch them in the third period come back. All right. Well, Steve, I have a question for you, uh, with uh, for you being a Boston fan. If now, Boston- why are you a Boston fan? My dad spent time in Boston. Okay, but why are you a Bruins fan? My dad spent time in Boston. Okay, but that doesn't mean that you have to be a fan. Uh, it, actually, you didn't. If you had grown up in my household, you'd be a Boston fan. That was all that was on. I'm so glad I didn't grow up in your household right. then. Well, that makes, that, make, a... that makes two of us. <laughs> I mean, for example, I mean, my grandpa's a Chicago Bears fan, so I grew up watching Bears every single Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. I can kind of see where Steve came from there. But back to the Bruins. 
you look at the roster and everything that's happened for Boston, who, who would be a player or who would be some players that the Boston Bruins can say, hey, they have been the ones that have been leading us to the Stanley Cup Finals? You know what? It's been everybody. Ian, that, that's the thing about this, about this team this year right now. Everyone's contributing. Uh, the, the second line with, uh, with Bacchus and Krejci uh, contributing big time. The fourth line playing very much like the Vegas fourth line, just getting the puck deep and, and keeping it uh, in their zone, in the, in, in the offensive zone for the whole shift. And that, and that takes away time from the, from the other side. The, the defense has been fantastic, really. Uh, uh, McAvoy sticks out. Uh, Chara can still play. I don't know how he's doing it. Uh, Tory Krug. Krug, been fantastic. Um, Dabrowski. You know, the guy that kind of really stands out for me is Bacchus, again, on that second line. He's in front of the goaltender. He's taking away goaltender's eyes. He's occupying a defenseman. He's creating space for his other line mates. I've really been impressed with, with Bacchus' play. Well, he's been bringing a lot of what he what he had in St. Louis over to Boston, you know, with the play style that he had, with how, how mindsetted he was of getting into other guys' heads, playing in front of the net and, you know, getting in front of the goalie and when shots are taken, being able to get out of the way. So he's he's not slowing down. He's bringing anything he's got and everything he's got. There are two players that caught my eye the most for Boston, and you did not bring them up. Uh, Marcus Johansson. Oh, in, this, in this playoff series, I mean, three goals, six assists. He's had a 23 shots in this playoff. Outstanding. Uh, two good pickups at the deadline for Boston, Johansson and, and Coyle. Charlie Coyle. Yeah, six goals, six assists, and a plus nine rating right now. They're, again, in, in that bottom six, they are, like I said, everyone's contributing. It's, it's, it's amazing to me to, to watch this team, not just being a Boston fan, but being a fan of hockey. Everyone is contributing, including Johansson, including Coyle. And, most importantly, Tuka Rask. Yeah, Rask has been outstanding in the playoffs. Uh, the last five games, a save percentage of 953. I just, uh, you know, he let in the, the one goal tonight was a softie. He got between his pads. Um, he, he's been outstanding. He's a guy that can do this, though. He can be very, very good for a stretch of time. He can also be very, very bad for a stretch of time. He's not consistent, but right now he's playing really good hockey. He is playing very good hockey. I'm going to move on to Carolina, a team that Ethan likes yes. as of right now. <laughs> My question to you is, why do you want Carolina to go all the way? Is it the underdog factor? Is yeah, that the thing no, that's I think it's in? a really good in a way, kind of like Vegas last year, you know, it's a Cinderella story. You know, Carolina wasn't doing too well at the start of the season. You know, they were slowing down. They weren't. They didn't have a good pace. They were losing games cons- consistently. And all of a sudden, this turnaround after the trade deadline, you know, they, they picked it up, and now they're in the playoffs, and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. And why do you think that is? It's tough to say. You know, they... I think it's just the the surge that they do, you know, I think, I think that's really helped them, but also kind of what, like what I said, I want to say two weeks ago about the whole Don Cherry thing, you know, with him calling Carolina a bunch of jerks, that's really embedded into their head, you know, and the fans, I love it. They've embraced it. The fan so, base has definitely been, but also impact. so has, so have the players. So they've embedded that into their head as we're a bunch of jerks, but we're going to show up Don Cherry and we're going to play our hearts out, and we're going to go as far as we can. And, you know, Don Cherry, he's not shy about saying that he that he hates the Hurricanes. He, during an interview one time, he was wearing a full Boston Bruins suit. So you know Carolina was looking at that and going, 
okay, so now we have a a big enemy on our hands, so let's rub it in their face and let's let's put these Bruins out. If Carolina loses this game, they go down three nothing. Mm-hmm. Is this series over, or can there be a reverse sweep? Um, I would have to say the series would be over if if Boston wins tonight. I think that would get in the heads of Carolina as well. Would you agree, Stevie? Yeah, uh, three nothing. What what is it? Probably ninety five percent of the time the, the the team up three nothing goes to win. Yeah, if it gets three nothing, it's over. I mean, we can we saw it in the San Jose Vegas. San Jose came back. And they won the series. Uh, they were down three to one, right? Yeah, they, they were down, down three, three to one. one. It wasn't three nothing. Yeah. However, doesn't matter. One game is more than none. So even if Game Four Carolina comes back and wins this, then you know that they have a shot. They have a shot, but it would be very unlikely at that point. You never know. But a minor news coming out of the Carolina Hurricanes that they did recall forward Patrick Brown from the AHL. Thirty-five points this year in Charlotte. But speaking of Charlotte, this was an interesting statistic I didn't know about until recently. The Carolina Hurricanes had their NHL, AHL, and ECHL teams all in their conference finals. The Cyclones are a really good hockey organization I mean, in the but, ECHL. But, but does that show how much uh, depth and how much of the farm system the Carolina Hurricanes have? Without a doubt. They're such a good club forwards and backwards. Uh, my only worry right now with the Hurricanes is their goaltending. With uh, Mrazic out for however long it is, and McLeheny or however you pronounce his last name, you know, coming in goal, he's he's an old goalie. He's in his th- he's in his late thirties. So I mean, that's one that is going to be a struggle. The, I believe it was the second goal he let in tonight. He was he was sliding back into the back of the net, and the puck just went right through his pads five hole. You know, that's an easy goal for a goalie like Tuka Rask to make. So the age has to be a factor in net. Well, Scott Darling, a former Chicago Blackhawk, mm-hmm. is is there a reason why he's not playing for Carolina? He's in the AHL, isn't he? Or is he just a healthy scratch? Uh, and there's been times where he has been a healthy scratch, and then earlier this year he was down in the AHL. Yeah, I I don't know what to say for Scott Darling. I think I believe that the whole trade with Carolina and Chicago for Darling and Ward was so that they. So that they didn't have to give, so the Blackhawks didn't have to give up uh, Corey Crawford, which is honestly the dumbest move in the history. Right. The only positive, knowing how injury prone Scott Darling is, yeah. uh, Corey Crawford. Sorry. The only positive I can say about Corey Crawford is that he's driving the pace car for the Indy 500 this year. Yeah, that's like the only, and that's the only time he cannot get injured. Yeah, well, <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah, don't jinx him. Yeah. I mean, he's driving in a car at one of the uh, safest facilities. In, uh, quote in unquote, if if Corey Crawford's there, who knows how safe it is? What are you saying? He's going to hurt his ankle trying to put probably. his gas on the pedal. Yeah, probably he's going to try and step on the gas and roll his ankle. Right, tear his ACL. Yeah, but kind of off the record. But for any racing fan, any five hundred in two weeks, that's going to be exciting. Now, when we come back on Vegas Sports Up, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue in the NHL. We're actually going to be talking about enforcers and would the past enforcers from the 80s and 90s would they work in the modern day nhl uh come right back kshp 1400 
Full Subs is an innovative concept in sub sandwiches. They've created a hybrid in subs by combining the taste of classic New York Italian flavors using homemade recipes with the Las Vegas twist of including great sub names and zesty profiles for each menu item. And they're not just subs. Sinful has soups and salads, snack appetizers, and desserts. Sinful Subs is located at 5135 South Fort Apache on the southwest corner of Reno Avenue. Call them at 702-998-2555 and check them out at sinfulsubs.com. Best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glaze Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glaze Donuts, located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram, where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace, returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace, at Westgate to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at WestgateResorts.com. That's WestgateResorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate. Attention Facebook Live Show fans. Join us every Friday at 5 p.m. for our big live shopping show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHB Vegas and get notifications when we go live or just log in every Friday at 5. The Facebook Live Show is just like the radio shopping show, but on Facebook so you can see us and interact with us live. If you can spread peanut butter on bread, then you can find us and watch us on Facebook. It's that easy. We also love to do contests and give away free stuff. Don't forget, Fridays at 5 p.m. at KSHB Vegas exclusively on Facebook. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information. And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I'm your host, Ian Raquelli. We got my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Hello. And we got Stevie Slapshot here in the studio. (laughs) Now, we're going to continue with our NHL conversation. I want to talk about enforcers. Yes. Now, sadly for me, in the last couple of years, enforcers are starting to fade away in the NHL. There isn't as many enforcers as they used to be. However, I wanted to bring up an interesting question or an interesting uh, scenario. An interesting scenario. If you brought back enforcers from the 80s and the 90s, like Ty Domi, Bob Probert, Tony Twist, Stu Grimson, you brought back those enforcers and you put them in the modern-day NHL, would they work? Would they be able to succeed in the modern-day NHL, or would they fade away just like majority of the enforcers have in recent years? I'm going to start with Stevie Slapshot. Uh, so, uh, Grimson, no. Why that guy ever brought a stick on the ice is beyond me. 
Um, so Grimson, no. Pro- McSorley, probably no. But but Probert and Domi, I think, brought more than, than just, uh, you know, fighting. Uh, I thought they had more than that in their game. So I think those guys would be able to play. Right. One player that I think would be able to succeed, and that's because he scored a lot of goals for the New York Islanders back in the day, and that's Clark Gillies. Yeah. I think he would be the only one that would be able to survive. Explain to me why. Because, like you said, he was scoring goals. Back then, guys weren't scoring goals, and forcers were just out there to hit. Right. So now the factor of playing in the NHL now is no matter what your role is on the ice, you have to be able to at least score goals, get assists, or be on the plus-minus at all costs. Otherwise, you're not going to make it in the league for a a while. You're going to be down in the minors in the ECHL. Right, because the ECHL, you brought up a very good point, because that's where a lot of the modern-day enforcers are now. Mm -hmm. They're either in the ECHL or they're over there in the European leagues. However... I did notice that two of these players were former Chicago Blackhawks, and that's Bob Probert, and that is Stu Grimson. If those two players were on the modern-day Blackhawks, Ethan, I think you would agree with me. Outside of Probert, I think Grimson would not be on that roster. Uh, Possibly, yeah. I, I would agree. Um, the, the deal with a lot of the enforcers now is, well, they can score, but a lot of, you know, back then... Uh, they weren't scoring. They were just there to take penalties. They were there to uh, just fight, make people bleed. So if they were on the main rosters for maybe the Blackhawks or anything, they're not going to make it. They would be. Uh, they would fade to black, basically. They so. would fade to black. But the modern enforcers we have now, can we say there's like five enforcers left in the NHL? You have Ryan Reeves. You well, have- I don't. I wouldn't necessarily consider Ryan Reeves a enforcer. He's just. I would consider him more of a mind, uh, a mind freak. Uh, would you agree with me, Stevie? Is uh, Ryan Reeves not an enforcer, or is, do you I, think? No, he is? I think he's an enforcer. I, th- I think he instills fear in the other side, and he'll he'll back it up when he has to. Um, but he's more on scoring goals nowadays. Well, he he scored early this year, and then and then that that faded. Um, he has good hands. I I would like to see him in front of the net more often. I'd like to see him in front of the net on the power play for them. Um, he, he has very good hands. He, he can uh, he, he can make that work. Um, but I again, um, Clifford for Los Angeles wanted no part of Reeves last year. All right, so he when when Clifford's running around, who who was it? He he got the guy that got traded, right? Um, I believe starts so. with an L. Lindbergh. There you go. So so he, so he takes out Lindbergh, and Reeves put a stop to that right now in that game. So that's what Reeves does. That that to me is an enforcer, even even though he, he there's not again there's not a lot of fighting, which is what Ian's talking about here in, in this segment. Um, I, I still consider uh, Reeves an enforcer because he the, the, he he shuts down what the other team has started. Yeah, because the five enforcers I had on my list right here, I have Ryan Reeves, Kyle Clifford, I have Adam McQuaid, I have Max Domi, and I have Matthew Kachuk. To me, I feel like those five. I think five you could are, add both Kachuk brothers. I was just to gonna that. say. Yeah, I, I could say both Kachuk. So I didn't get to see that much of. Uh, uh, is it Brady or Brody? Brady. Brady Kachuk. Yes, I didn't get to see that much of him in Ottawa this year, so I didn't put him on my list. But Matthew Kachuk. during the playoffs. Oh my God. Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good, but he was also good at getting everybody riled up. Yeah, and getting everybody yeah, no, against I, him. Well, and that's what helped uh, Calgary win a couple of those games. 
But they didn't win the series. No, they didn't. They didn't win the series. But you know, Matthew Kachuk is. Oh my God! I his dad has to be so happy. (laughs) Yeah, he has to be jumping for joy. Oh, he's got a grin from ear to ear. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you're speaking about dads, I just set him on this list. Ty Domi, the third most penalty minutes in hockey history. His son Max Domi for Montreal. He is doing exactly what his father used to do back in the day. He's scoring more though. He did Mm -hmm. this year anyway for for Montreal. I was really surprised. I I thought that Arizona had made him, or I'm sorry, that Montreal had made a mistake there. In, in, in acquiring Max, but Max played really well for, for uh, Montreal this year. I was right. surprised. But that's the overall point. Scoring goals now, you can't just be an enforcer anymore. You have to be able to score goals. And outside of Clark Gillies and Ty Domi, I don't think there's anybody else on my list that would be able to survive because they can't score goals. Now, we were talking about Ryan Reeves, which brings me into my Golden Knights discussion for tonight's show. William Carlson. Does he deserve $6 million per year for the Vegas Golden Knights? I'm going to start with Stevie Slapshot here. He deserves more than that. If he, if he, what's, uh, what's Pat Zeretti getting, seven and a half? He is getting around there, did, yes. Did, did, did Carlson at least play as well as Pat Zeretti this year? He played as well as Pat Zeretti yeah. did, yes. So there you go. I, I would say he's a top-end seven and a half, maybe eight. Um, I, I think his agent's going to look for that. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know... Um, um, Max so, Pacioretty I, is making four million. Wow, he's four? only making four million. Four million. Wow. I As of twenty fifteen. Wait, so is it Stasny we're thinking of as making? It might be Paul half? Stasny. I'll uh, I'll look that up. I'll, there, I'll uh, there, there are guys out there making seven seven and a half million that that William Carlson is as good as Stasny's yeah. making seven million. All right. Okay. So um, so yeah, I think he's worth that. I don't think McPhee wants to pay him that. Um, a, a friend of mine, uh, Ken Bolke of Sinbin, brought up an interesting point the other day on, on Brian Blessing's show. Maybe McPhee should offer him a no trade Maybe, and, and then $6 million a year for six or seven years. Maybe the no trade would show Carlson enough respect that he would go for that. Well, the question is, would the Golden Knights go for one more year arbitration, or do you think that that will not happen again this year? <sighs> I don't think the Knights would be opposed to that. I think Carlson may be opposed to that. You, you you have to be careful now that you don't disrespect this player to the point that he doesn't want to play here anymore, and I and and that would be borderline if you if you tried to do even a bridge deal, even a two two three year deal. I I think Carlson would feel disrespected there, and you may lose him. Would you really consider it disrespecting him, even though he's getting ice time and he's getting the puck on his stick? And he's and he's putting the puck in the back of the net. It's it's what it's how he <coughs> feels. I'm I'm concerned that Carlson would feel disrespected by that, and therefore you lose the player. It brings up a good point because we've had so many examples in the past. Doesn't matter if it's baseball, basketball, football, or hockey, where a player has been in arbitration, a team does not want to give them the deal that he wants, and he feels upset about. It. He feels um, disrespected. Uh, a horrible example, and this is kind of a basketball one because we brought this uh, up, you know, off the air. Carlos Boozer, when he was with the with the Cleveland Cavaliers, they had him in arbitration. They could have kept him. They lowballed him, and then he went to the Utah Jazz immediately afterwards because he felt disrespected by them. Speaking of the NBA, New Orleans Pelicans, you won the NBA draft lottery. NBA is rigged. Exactly. Point taken. Now back to the Golden Knights. However, when it comes to William Carlson. When it comes to $6 million per year, I think he is worth it and he will deserve it. 
but I don't know if George McPhee is going to give him that much money for for the amount of time over uh, four, five, six years. I think he would. I think he. I think McPhee would pay him six for for even six or seven years. I think I think McPhee would do that deal. I don't I don't think that Carlson wants to sign that contract. I think he wants more. So so if you were going to put a contract together, uh, Steve, if you were going to put a contract together, what would it be for you? Like, what do you say? I'm going to give you this much for this amount of years. Mm-hmm. Um. For Carlson, for me, uh, I would try to get him at six years, and I, I would, I would, I think I would pay him seven. I don't know McPhee will go that high, but I think I would pay so him. So six seven. years, thirty-five million. Um, so it'd be six times seven is oh, uh, 42. forty-two. Yeah, yeah, so six years, forty-two million. Uh, my co-host Ethan Gedemeyer, do you agree on that? Do you think six years, forty-two million would be enough for William Carlson? Uh, yeah. I think technically that'd be all he is worth. I mean, he might think that he's worth more, but showing how he spent this season, you know, he wasn't really he wasn't showing up this season. So I think if he were to get a extended contract, I don't know if I would go. I don't know if I would go that much. I might go six years, maybe see if he would take five and a half. You know, he's going up just a couple thousand, but. You know, if I'm George McPhee and, you know, uh, the salary cap is going to be going up this season. So at least have some money saved, saved up to get a couple more players and, you know, expand the roster and shave down a couple of the old guys. He's not going to be happy at five and a half. I know, I know that. What what if someone else makes an offer? He's a, he's a restricted free agent, right? So other people can come with an offer sheet. Would you take the three draft picks that you're going to get, letting him go, and and now you still have now whether or not Cody Glass makes it, but you can you can still sign Belmar, so there's one center. You have Halla, there's another center, and you have Statsny, um, and and you have Eakin, so you would still have enough centers. You'd have to you'd have to move them, um, but what do you what do you guys think if someone comes with an offer sheet, uh, let, let's say seven and a half eight million, someone might offer that. Would you take the draft picks and let him go? I say yes. I think for the Vegas Golden Knights, even though William Carlson is beloved by the fan base, if a team gave them a offer sheet that the Vegas Golden Knights knew they were not going to match, you take the draft picks and you let him go to a team. I'm just going to throw one out there, a team like the Vancouver Canucks. I, w- I would say it would have to depend on the team because if you think – looking looking towards the future if you're going to take a team and take three draft picks you're going to want some stable picks you know you're going to want a couple first rounders maybe you're going to take two first rounders and a second rounder for Carlson but you also might want a player Carlson's worth another player or two but like who would it be a uh, bottom six forward or would it be a guy in the middle I would say a bottom six forward uh he's not worth a an elite prospect or an elite player so if he were to say go to Nashville, he's not worth a Wayne Simmons or a Roman Yossi. So right, because I was thinking about teams that would be wanting to give a offer sheet to William Carlson. Well, what about a team like the Panthers? Well, the Panthers is an intriguing idea, but I was thinking, you know, the Vancouver Canucks is a young team; they got money to spend. But another team that went into my mind, considering the fact that they have a lot of players that are on the decline. And that's the Anaheim Ducks, a team that he originally started out with. I mean, they have a lot of older players that are starting to come off of their books. They got younger players up in their farm system in San Diego. 
I think William Carlson could be an option there. Well, and who knows how long Ryan Kessler is going to stay there because he just came off of a uh, off of surgery. So they need to get Anaheim needs to get way younger. What, what what's Carlson's age? Uh, Twenty seven. Twenty seven. It's intriguing. I was thinking more. Uh, New York Islanders need scoring. Um, Colorado Avalanche need depth. Um, team, teams like that where he could be th- – those are better teams right now than Anaheim, so he could immediately impact them in playoffs next year. You know, a team that might need some help during the offseason is a team uh, he's very familiar with and one of their guys is leaving. What about a team like Columbus? He goes back to Columbus. The only question would be would he want to go back to Columbus? That's all up to him. Right. Because at the end of the day, this is all about what William Carlson wants and what his agent thinks is the best well, for him. at the end of the day, it's all what can the Knights get in moolah. Exactly. How much money are they willing to to trade with? All right. So uh, we're going to go to commercial break, <coughs> and when we come back, Ethan's going to quiz me on wrestling theme songs. You know it. Uh, Stevie Slapshot, thank you for coming to the studio You're and welcome. talking the NHL with us. So we're going to come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP, 1400 AM. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada test site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. Jumper's Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumper's Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM 
Now, my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer, he has been excited. Dude, I've been waiting for this for the past, like, four weeks. For the last four weeks, he has been pumped to have me take this quiz. So, Ethan, explain to the audience that is listening what you're going to be doing today. So, I'm going to be quizzing you on professional wrestlers' entrance themes. So, it's basically their theme songs hit or their their music hits and that's the song that they walk out of the curtain onto the stage to and they walk out to the ring and you know if they win then they that music plays again so i'm just going to be quizzing you on their their music so i'm All curious right. to see how you're going to do and for people who do not understand our rules for our quiz it is 10 questions he will play the song for 15 seconds yep. and then i have to guess However, if I ask him to, he will play another 15 seconds. Well, I, I have a longer longer time on these ones. I think I think on the baseball one you gave me a little longer, so I think I'll, I'm going to give you a little longer. Okay. All right. So question – or sorry, song number one, uh, Ethan, give it to me. Is the matchbox up? This yes, one, he is. This one's a little – is a little uh, soft, but yes, this is. is the easiest one. This song is so good. I I really like this song. I mean, it's a good song. Murray Squirrel has been doing great in New Japan and Ring. Yeah, no, his uh, villain Enterprise is a good We had to get that part, I'm sorry. Yeah, we had to. All okay, right, question, so, uh, song number two. Song number two is... I do not know the answer to this theme song, so. Would you like to take a guess? I I do not know. This was the Miz's theme song back in ECW up till about 2010. The only song I know from the Miz is I Came to Play. Uh-huh. That's the only one I know him from. Okay, uh, yep. the song number, number three. I'm so glad I trumped you on this one. Wait, so that's not Goldberg's theme from WWE? Nope. So, wait, who is this? Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Gilberg. So let me get this straight. So the guy who was a meme of Goldberg, uh-huh. and the guy who basically his theme song is Goldberg. Uh-huh. Yo, that's messed up. <laughs> All right. I dude, that was one that I had to trump you up on and I'm so excited. I was dude, talking- I'm a, I should give myself half a point cuz Goldberg <laughs> is basically just a copy of Goldberg. You can give yourself half a point. That's fine. But I'm so excited you guessed Gold Goldberg. All right, song number 4. Dang it. You got that one a lot faster than I was expecting. Of course. I mean, he was the Miz's uh, protege. protege. Yep. Yeah. So I'm two Pro- for four. Okay. Yes. All right. Next one. I'm so excited about this one, too.
CM Punk back in Ring of Honor. All right, so that's a um, two for five. Okay, let's keep going. Yep, all right. Next one is... I think I'll give you an easy one. either CM Punk or Seth Rollins. Okay. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with CM Punk. Seth Rollins. Okay, so I should have just gone with Seth Rollins. Yeah, okay. go with your gut. Okay. All right, next one. This one might be a... I th- this one was one of the tougher ones. Crime time? Nope. Alright. Uh, who, okay, who is it? Brodus Clay. I, I, I literally would have never guessed that. I totally, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, a, it's a different song than I, Funky's I, I, on a roll, I, I totally right? Would have forgot, I totally forgot he was a uh, WWE wrestler. Yeah, right? I did two for a long All right, time. Alright, so two for seven. Okay, here we go. This one I don't expect you to get. I'm gonna give a guess on this one, so. So back in ECW, back like 2010, there was a wrestler in NXT also. His name was Kaval. AKA Loki. There right. you go. Alright, next up is. Archer? Nope. I don't, I don't know. So this was a wrestler back. It was CM Punk's henchman when he was in Nexus. Mason Ryan. Once again, naming a wrestler I totally forgot even existed. Okay. So, fun, fa- fun fact. Mason Ryan is in Cirque du Soleil. That is actually interesting. I did not know that. Alright, last song. friend was Adam Hangman Page. Okay. You went two for... Ten. 
Yeah. All right, I went two for ten. Okay. Huh. All right, so when we come back from commercial break, I'm going to discuss AEW and Impact Wrestling. You might be doing it by yourself. You with might. my uh, co-host, <laughs> Ethan Gettemeyer. I mean, I see a steel chair in the corner, so, I mean, maybe it'll just be your host, Ian or Kelly. Uh, stay tuned, KSHP 1400 Mom, I love you. Experience the vacation of a lifetime with Dream Vacation Week. Enjoy a fantastic seven-night resort vacation for a low price at some of the most popular destinations in the world. Don't take our word for it. Hear what our radio shopping show listeners have to say about Dream Vacation Week. Yes, we went to Park City, and it was the best. Oh my gosh, it was so wonderful. To Sedona, wonderful. It was a really good, really good experience. To book your vacation of a lifetime, visit them online at dreamvacationweek.com. That's dreamvacationweek.com. Destination, South Point. 11 great restaurants, bingo, bowling, movies, race books, sports books, spa, live entertainment, oversized rooms, and the rates, unbeatable. The South Point, Las Vegas. Book now. Online at southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. At the South Point, Las Vegas, you're always a winner. Simple Subs is an innovative concept in sub sandwiches. They've created a hybrid in subs by combining the taste of classic New York Italian flavors using homemade recipes with the Las Vegas twist of including great sub names and zesty profiles for each menu item. And they're not just subs. Simple has soups and salads, snack appetizers, and desserts. Simple Subs is located at 5135 South Fort Apache on the southwest corner of Reno Avenue. Call them at 702-998-2555 and check them out at SimpleSubs.com best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glaze Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glaze Donuts, located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram, where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace, returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace, at Westgate to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at westgateresorts.com. That's westgateresorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate. Attention Facebook Live Show fans. Join us every Friday at 5 p.m. for our big live shopping show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHB Vegas and get notifications when we go live or just log in every Friday at 5. The Facebook Live Show is just like the radio shopping show, but on Facebook so you can see us and interact with us live. If you can spread peanut butter on bread, then you can find us and watch us on Facebook. It's that easy. We also love to do contests and give away free stuff. Don't forget, Fridays at 5 p.m. at KSHB Vegas exclusively on Facebook. Welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. My co-host Ethan Gettemeyer, he... Uh, I made sits, it through the break. Yeah, he made it through. <laughs> I threw a chair at him and he and missed him. By an inch. By an inch. Now we're going to get into all elite wrestling. 
their double or nothing pay per view, which is going to be on May twenty fifth. This pay per view is looking really good. Yeah, the I, MGM I'm, Grand Garden. I'm excited for it. Are you going to be there? No, nah, I wanted to. I wish I was there. I am not going to be there either, but it would have been a cool experience to go. Now this you match know, card. I want to before we bring up the match card. I want to say this is honestly really funny that AEW is going to be having a pay, a pay per view before they're going to have their first ever show that's like going to be on TV. I think it's really funny that they're kicking it. They're kicking off their their run at, with a pay per view. I mean, you can say that that All In was their first pay per view. But all elite wrestling had not been created yet, so technically right, it was kind of the pre uh, the pre- prequel, yeah, the prequel. in a way. So yeah. if you think about it, Double or Nothing is the very, very first show ever for AEW, and this is going to be a very good card. This is a jam packed card, which is looking really good. Yeah, like the first card that pops up in the first match that pops up into my mind, and the first match that I think is going to be match of the night is Cody Rhodes going up against his brother. Dustin Rhodes. I think that's going to be tied for for match of the night. Can so. you tell people why you think that is? Well, because if you if you're looking at the card, you know you have the Dustin versus Cody, which is really cool as a brother versus brother, and in a way they can do that to to remember Dustin Rhodes or uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes. Thank you. But I think the match of the night that's going to be tied with them is Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho because if you look at it. They had their big feud in New Japan, and then they took it on the waters when Chris Jericho had his cruise, and now they're gonna fight again. You know, so okay, but- and they should and Jericho showed up as Pentagon at All In and gave Omega a code breaker, and so they. It's just a very, you know, it's just a very cool thing and i think that they're gonna put on an excellent okay show. but can they top what they've already done that's the problem with having i a third, think it, with having a third match is that it's kind of hard to top the first two the only way they can top it is with the right stipulation you know so maybe they do a falls count anywhere or maybe they do a no holds barred which would be a very fun thing to watch right well the thing i wanted to talk about with cody and dustin is that We've never officially gotten a one-on-one match with these two. I mean, there's been times where they've been on opposite sides, and there's been times at the Royal Rumble where they've gone against each other, but they've never really had at a pay-per-view a one-on-one match between the two. Huh. I never thought of that. Right. You're right, because they were, they were a tag team in 2015. They were tag champions. Right, uh... exactly. Because the thing about them is that... In 2011, they did have a match on SmackDown between the two, but they did not compete on a pay-per-view against each other. So this is their first pay-per-view match against each other. Yeah, second time they've ever gone up against each other, yes, but in a pay-per-view sense. Did you see Dustin's face paint that he had for the... Yes, I did. I think that looks really cool. (laughs) It's going to be cool. I kind of wonder if, you know, if Cody will break out the uh, stardust you know gimmick well i don't think he's gonna do that simply because you know first off he hated that gimmick he hated the gimmick so but what much. if he brought something back like on his gloves for it oh you mean like bringing back like the gloves or yeah. something like that yeah okay i mean that makes a lot more sense right but when i look at aew and i look at the fact that they are trying as hard as they can to not be like wwe i think that with cody 
he's going to try to take what he has been successful at in TNA, in Impact, in Ring of Honor, in New Japan, and he's going to try to make that work. Oh, without a doubt. And Ooh. I think that this match between Dustin and Cody is going to be great. It's not going to be any finally like, like it was in SmackDown in 2011. Right. Nothing going to be like that. Well, no, because you're not having WWE creative team writing out the script and writing out how the match is supposed to go. Right. You're going to have these guys. My my personal opinion, I, I feel like for AEW, they're not. it's not going to be a scripted show. I feel like for AEW, it's going to be a go out, work your ass off, and whatever happens, happens. And here's the winner. This is all we're going to tell you. This is the winner. This is your time limit. I don't care how you get there get there. Right, because like in WWE, they've even said, uh, even former wrestlers have said that most of their matches had a point A, point B, point C finish. Yeah. And like that's... Aiden English, when he was with the Villains, he even said that when he would do matches with Enzo and Cass and all the tag teams in NXT, it would just be like, alright, gotta do point A, you gotta go to point B, then point C, and then the match is over. Yep. And that's and that's really boring when you think about it. And I don't, I don't understand why superstars and women wrestlers, I guess they're all superstars now, why they all want to make the WWE. If if you've learned from anything from the WWE talent and from the horror stories that people have given out, that place is a nightmare. They don't even have health care. So no, no, they're independent contractors. Yeah, so if a wrestler gets hurt, Vince is not going to shovel out his money. You have to pay that money out of your own pocket. Right, I mean, the Young Bucks is a great example. WWE wanted them in the late 2000s. Mm-hmm. In fact, they actually appeared on a couple episodes of ECW. Yep. In fact, I remember there was one episode, I think it was a SmackDown, where Triple H and Shawn Michaels were beating up all these people. The Young Bucks were part of it, Yep. which I thought was funny. But they even proved that WWE is not the place to go. Mm-hmm. They've gone to New Japan. They've gone to Ring of Honor. They even said they're making twice as much money as a tag team in AEW as they are as some of the WWE tag teams are. Yeah. Which is insane. The WWE just, in a way, is they don't want to shovel out their money. They don't really necessarily want to pay their their small superstars. So guys like, you know, big guy, big names like John Cena, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, those are the guys that are going to be getting paid the big money but guys you know like mojo raleigh zach Ryder, kurt hawkins they're gonna be paid thousands right i mean unless you're luke gallows and carl anderson who let's be nerds but let's be real they did go for the money they even said it themselves that if it wouldn't have been such a good offer they wouldn't have taken it well okay so do you think they still would have gone you know because this was when aj showed up this is 2016. Yeah, so do you think they would have still came even when AJ came? I think... And even if it wasn't for the money, say they pitched... Say WWE pitched the idea that Gallows and Anderson can return and form a smaller version of the Bullet Club, like they did as the club, you know, with AJ Styles, but maybe also bring aboard Finn Balor. I say no, considering the fact that they said that they went only because of the money. Okay. That they didn't go because they wanted to go. Right. They did it because of how big the money offer was. Okay. But when it comes to the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, that's going to be an interesting match for the World Tag Team Championship. I think that'll be your bathroom break match. So. Really? So you're not a big fan of Lucha Bros and Young Bucks? I love the Young Bucks. I think the Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams on the entire planet. I'm not a fan of the Lucha Bros. I've Explain. 
I just I don't like their ring ethic. They've they they can use the ring, but it's also really costly when they use the ring because you know we see lucha wrestling, but it's in the long run it's all the same. You know, it's these guys are high flying. You know, they're they're risk takers, and you know the young bucks are too. But also the young bucks are kind of like the in a way they're like the revival. You know, they're not flips; they're just fists, and that's like really cool. Right, and then, but the thing I have is that Pentagon Jr., if you've seen his championship matches with Impact Wrestling, they were actually very good. I liked Pentagon Jr. a lot more in Lucha Underground. I think he was, that's where he needed to stay. You know, kind of like, I I will give uh, uh, Ricochet credit for leaving and leaving Lucha Underground and coming to WWE, he's made a big mark for himself, and I'm all I'm all on board for Ricochet. But you know, back in Lucha Underground when he was having feuds with Chavo Guerrero and you know all these other luchadors, they yeah. he was he was on top of the world, basically. Exactly. And then the final match I want to bring up is Hangman Adam Page going up against Pac, aka Neville, King Neville. Exactly. <laughs> so when you look at that match, I think that would be an underrated match. I think so too. Because it's going to be two wrestlers who are going to be very good. I don't think it was that hyped. It wasn't that that big of a hype match, you know. Right. All all these guys are hyping up hyping up their matches, but you know, Pac is hyping up other promotions. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a very underrated match and you know, it, it might be the time to get your popcorn and all that stuff, you know. Right. Hopefully that's the first match of the night so that it's done and over with. Right. And as we're wrapping up the show, I want to say one final thing. That 21-man battle royal to receive a number one contendership for the AEW World Championship. I've read the card and I've seen some of the people that are there. I think that that is going to be an interesting match because, like I said, it's the number one contendership. It's not just a bunch of random people like it is in WWE. Right. I mean, if you look at it, it's just going to be who's going to fight Cody for the title. Exactly. Because we all know he's going to be the first champion. Well, he has to be. This is his company. Exactly. I I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to somebody else, but, you know, we'll have to see when the time comes. Maybe they'll give it to John Moxley. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to seeing when John Moxley is going to make his debut. Now... This is towards the end of Vegas Sports Hub. I want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight. Uh, I want to say thank you to my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer, for quizzing me on wrestling. I (laughs) definitely appreciated that. And talking about AEW with it coming up later this month. And I want to thank Stevie Slapshot for coming into the studio and discussing hockey with us. Uh, If you want to listen to more episodes of Vegas Sports Hub, go to Spotify and SoundCloud and type in Vegas Sports Hub and you can subscribe to us and get all of our notifications when we upload a new episode. Now, one more thing. Our website, VegasSportsHub.com. If you want to support our uh, show and support our articles, which I post once a week, you can go to support VegasSportsHub.com and read all of those. I'm your co-host, co-host Ethan Gettemeyer, and I'm Ian Kelly, the host of Vegas Sports Hub, and I will see you next time.
Brian Blessing, weekdays noon to 2 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Donald Trump Jr. has made a deal to testify before the Senate Intelligence Committee in about a month. The Republican-led committee had subpoenaed the president's son to answer questions about his contacts with Russia. There are no restrictions on what questions the committee can ask. Democrats say they're willing to include major parts of President